0: You guys, none of you guys my quitters and losers. Split right 28 sweep on two. Ready? One, two, three guys. Now, live from the Pac West Center in downtown Portland, this is the huddle with Mike Rags. Any quitters here? No cutter! Powered by Frost Brood Coors Light, refreshing duck fans all season long. On sports radio 750, the game. Now on FM at 102.7. Well,
1: good afternoon, everybody. It is in the huddle with Rags, uh, Perks, and of course, uh, we've got uh, E over there, the Ringer, talking a lot about the football. It is a football Friday, unfortunately, not the good side of football. Going to throw a name out there at you guys, Matt
2: Asiata, Asiata,
1: Matt Asiata, Asiata. There you go. That's the backup of, for From the Utah Vikings. from Utah. That's right. He is. Uh, he'll get the start this week for the Vikings. So if you handcuffed. Him with uh, Adrian Peterson, nice job. Good, That's a smart owner. But if you got around to it late and you're scouring your waiver wire, he's probably gone by now. The way things happen in this business, he's gone by now.
2: Yes, I would completely agree with how quickly uh, the warrant came out for his arrest. Uh, I think people are on their fantasy teams a little bit quicker than that even.
1: 417-7575, You talk about this uh, Adrian Peterson mess. It's just a mess, and you should be uh, more, more outraged as far as I'm concerned about what You take a look at the pictures of what he did to his child. What cracks me up about this guy is uh, all of a sudden he's a great dad. You know, he wants to discipline his kids. Meanwhile, he's fathering children with women he barely knows. He's got seven kids uh, with I don't know how many different baby mamas he's got. And now, he you know, so because he was disciplined with a switch as a child, he thinks it's okay to hit his four-year-old with a switch or a branch or a tree branch. It's just ridiculous. I will tell you this. My daughter uses the iPad sometimes a little bit too much. Uh, one time she I went to take it from her, she snatched it away from me. I slapped her wrist. The only time I've ever hit my daughter. I slapped her wrist. She got the point. She cried. She gave me the iPad and she doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> There was no walking out to the woods. Pick out your favorite stick. No, that stick's too small. You need something bigger, something with a bigger welt. You need to open up the wound. We got to get, come on, we got to get the right switch.
2: Yeah, I'm not a parent, so I don't really know a lot about the whole discipline factor. But when I think of a four-year-old, I don't think of someone that you should ever really, nah. you know, go after physically. No,
1: and uh, so innocent. If done correctly, you know, it, it, I'm not saying that a, a little spanking on the butt doesn't work every once in a while. That, you know, like we were saying before, anything more than a little bit of a red welt is, is beyond. You, look, you shouldn't hit anybody. You shouldn't hit a woman. You shouldn't hit a man. You shouldn't hit a kid.
2: You shouldn't hit a dog. Stop hitting things. And look, he doesn't have just a bruise. His his son had lacerations. And, and like you said, it had been supposedly about a week right. since it happened. So imagine what it looked like. He allegedly hit him in the face, hit him in the crotch. Look, I mean, if, if whoa. This,
1: if this turns out to be early stages of CTE, too, and, and we get this whole thing again, you talk about leading with your head and all these things. This is just, what has happened good in the NFL this week?
2: um the Bengals story oh that was last week
1: it was kind of last week well well, peyton buying all the jerseys happened this week but that was was so buried i mean give me something good ringer you got what what happened good in the nfl this week you got anything give me something
0: i got nothing the game this has got to be
2: the worst week of the nfl that i've ever seen
1: i'll tell you what and that's a good point this is probably you know outside of the strike way back in the early 80s where they had the scab players you guys remember the scabs no, yeah, I, they actually had scabs play in the league and the record counted. That's how bad. it was bad. It was bad. Uh, the, this is probably the worst PR week. It, I mean, nobody talks about Aaron Hernandez anymore. I mean Aaron Hernandez is that's another, I mean, you, you add the, add on add that on to the pile, you know, add on th- that and the concussions and these guys flying around hurting people uh, and then they're complaining when
2: there's a penalty. Uh, it just uh all of a sudden Richard Sherman giving a post game rant doesn't seem uh, so bad does it uh,
1: Like we said Johnny Manziel seems like a saint right now I wish Johnny Manziel was playing Sunday You know I wish Michael Sam had a roster spot because those those are those are the kind of distractions that help the league You know they they help the league Uh let's get some callers we're going to get to to the uh, the shakeup the shakeup in just a second I want to get a a couple of callers in here uh let me see what I got here. I've got Don in Beaverton. Don, what is going on, my friend? Hey, how are you doing today? Well, I'm hanging in there. You know, I want some good news. Give me some good, Don. Well, you know,
3: uh, I don't know if I got any good news, but I got a couple comments, if that's okay. Well, let's hear them. Sure, that's why you're in the huddle. Okay, I have a feeling that uh, if Adrian uh, Peterson, uh, if everything goes wrong about him and he's really convicted of it and uh, goes to trial and whatever, you may not be able to play for the rest of the year, and I—that's I, my opinion because mm-hmm. uh, that's worse than uh, that's just on the same line. I think it, on uh, beating your wife. Well, whatever, I mean, and, and, and that, whatever
1: happens, due process wise now, and if he does get convicted, I might even say the rest of his life. I mean, how are you yeah, going to be? Uh, look, Vikings. I'm sure the Vikings sales of jerseys. Are, you know, you're going to hand in your AP jersey. Get your, you know, Christian Ponder. What jersey would you get on the Vikings? If, Asiata. Asiata, would you go out and get that jersey if you're going to hand in uh Don, thanks for the call by the way. If you're going to hand in your your AP jersey, is there someone Chad Greenway maybe? What about Corderell? Corderell? Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. How about Matt Castle? <laughs> no. Oh, Bridgewater.
2: Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Can yeah. even beat out Matt Castle in a quarterback battle?
1: <laughs> it's just a joke out there. Oh my gosh. And uh yeah, nothing good. I got nothing. So let's hope Sunday we get something good.
2: Yes, we'll, we'll be talking about actual football on Sunday, so that's a start.
1: Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, I,
2: I, we got something good now. Oregon football is good,
1: right? Let's do that.
0: It's time to talk Ducks football with Ducks radio analyst Mike Jorgensen. This is The shakeup. Brought to you by Sherry's Cafe and Pies. This month's Tailgater Pie Special is Sherry's Gold Medal Champion Fresh Blueberry Sour Cream Lemon Pie. Grab one for your football party on 750 and 102.7 The Game. Yeah, it is
1: time for the shakeup, and he joins us every week. Your radio analyst for the Oregon Ducks, Mike Jorgensen. Mike, how are you? Hey, Rags. How's it going, man? Well, it's going pretty good. You know, I'm kind of glad this segment's come up because uh, I'm yeah, saying, you think? I am just Jeez. worn out. I mean, I'll get your take on it. I mean, you're getting all this bet. You're an NFL fan. I mean, you're getting worn out too, right?
4: Oh, well, I got worn out when the Lions just humiliated by Giants on Monday <laughs> night. I mean, I was worn out on Monday before this even started happening. So, yeah, it's not been a good week. And just... Uh, just sad. just sad. I well, mean, it's just, yeah. my goodness, what is going on?
1: It is uh, c- kind of unbelievable. Well, here's one thing. You want a role model, you got a role, m- role model. He's the quarterback for the Oregon Ducks. And Marcus Mariota, I mean, uh, what can you say about the kid? I mean, that's someone you want to look up to.
4: Well, I think, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's he is a breath of fresh air. There's no doubt about that. I mean, what, what he does and how he goes about it, um, is is a model and I mean we've've we've been very fortunate here in Eugene and the University of Oregon has to to have a kid like that representing you know the school first of all uh, this Eugene Springfield community around here the, the football team and the athletic department I mean he is he is a guy to look to and that's the way you want to see it done and uh, you know I mean he's just and obviously I mean in that game the Michigan State game as a uh, as a quarterback was uh, the huge reason why everything happened the way it did I've never seen a game a big game between two highly ranked teams like that whether it's a bowl that oregon has played into the past or a regular season game i've never seen it flip upside down in a matter of two plays just like that and all of a sudden it's a completely different game and that guy had a lot to do with it Uh, no doubt about it now you've been calling a lot of games
1: there Uh, where does the stadium atmosphere rank that game those moments in the second half just the way that stadium was reacting where does that game rank in, in all the games you've done there
4: well, it, it rates right up there with the with the top ones. And, I mean, we talked about it last week with a lot of different people as to what, what were the biggest games, conference or non-conference, that, that people had seen at Autzen Stadium. And, you know, Michigan rated right up there when Lloyd Carr came in and Chad Haney and company. And, and it was just out of control because of the way the game started and the way it was played. Uh, USC on Halloween about three or four years ago was that way, this one ranked right up there. I think it was, you know, easily as good as, as those, better in certain ways, and better in particular because of the way they won the game. It was almost that little bit of a monkey on their back that Stanford, you know, the Michigan State is Stanford, they're physical, they're everything else that goes with it, and can you handle a physical team? And, boy, at halftime, it looked like both hands were around their throat and they were in big-time trouble, and yet they got off the mat and they responded. So in a different way, I, I think it was one of the best of all time in that state. I've seen. Well, I
1: talked to Coach Helfrich yesterday, and we're talking with Mike Jorgensen on the shakeup here Ducks Radio, and I asked him, is it, is it extra special the way you won the game? And he gave me the standard answer, well, we want to win every game, so it doesn't really matter. But it had to feel pretty good against a Big Ten team to to take a punch and then deliver like five back and win.
4: Yeah, I mean they're going to be they're going to try to be as straightforward about it as they can, and and I, I, that's the exact answer I would expect from him uh, or any of his coaching staff in that type of deal. But at the same time, the way they did respond really did have meaning to it, and 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 the guys that made some of the plays besides a Marcus Mariota, besides a Troy Hill or an Brailomu, the guys that are a little bit older up there, a lot of the big plays were made by true freshmen or redshirt freshmen, and so for those guys to learn that type of a lesson at such a young age age or young experience level in college football i mean we'll see in time how far that takes him but those are the type of lessons that you want to learn i mean you know everybody that's an oregon duck fan would love to see him win 62 to 13 every week and do that to some of the best teams in the country but same time i don't think you'll learn sometimes as much as you do in the way that that one played out this last saturday
1: all right we got wyoming tomorrow early morning 11 a.m how about you got to get up early tomorrow mikey
4: yeah, yeah, we're, we're kind of wondering whether biscuits and gravy is going to be the meal up in the press box. That's kind of what we're hoping. So, you know, this, yeah, it's it's a, it's an early one. There's no doubt about it.
1: This is an experienced team, and uh, one thing's for sure, they're going to be well coached because let's face it, Bull knows how to win with
4: NDSU. Oh, boy, does he ever. I mean, he personally has a 26-game winning streak going he right does. now. with This yep. 2-0 and start here and that type of deal. But 104-32 at North Dakota State, I think everybody knows it, three consecutive FCS championships. Uh, you know, just a tremendous coach, disciplined coach you see it in this team. I mean, they're very good defensively right now, not scoring as many points as they're probably going to need to tomorrow to be able to keep up, but they play great defense. Three penalties in two games. They're very, very disciplined about what they do. They don't make mistakes. But, you know, the main thing is they're going to have to score points in tomorrow's game. Their defense, I don't think, can carry them all the way through this one. But, boy, they're on the they're on the rebound, and he's a great guy to do it with.
1: Uh, we're talking with Mike Jorgensen, the Duck Radio Analyst, on the shakeup. All right, uh, just plain and simple, it, does Thomas Tyner concern you yet?
4: No. No, not at all. I I think that, uh, you know, that game last week was a very physical game. Um, All it takes is a little shot here or there on a shoulder or on a knee or on a leg or whatever else it is that, you know, can kind of bang you up a little bit. It sounds like he had, you know, kind of a shoulder stinger in that game. By all means, no. I I think that uh, that three-headed monster is going to be working just fine. And different guys in different games, depending on the matchup, are going to step forward because of the style of football that they play. Byron Marshall in the first game, almost 100 yards rush, over 100 yards receiving. He's going to play a big role in that back type of situation. Thomas Tyner, depending on how many carries he gets and in what type of situation, he's going to pop some big ones just like Royce Freeman has. And Royce Freeman is Royce Freeman. He is a mm-hmm. stud, boy.
0: I tell you
1: what, we'll be enjoying him for the years to come. There's no doubt about that.
4: Efo, uh, Efo,
1: yeah. should he be returning punts?
4: Uh, yeah. I think that, you know the philosophy of the coaches has always been you, know, you put your best players on the field to make the, the the best plays you can, particularly in big games. I, I can't say that Efo is going to be back there on every punt return um, against Wyoming. It depends on the game type of situation, but when it comes to games like that, he's a very short, sure-handed returner, number one. He's pretty exciting, number two. And so in games like Michigan State and Pac-12 games as the season goes on, you're going to see him back there. Now, if they gain control of the game and they're up by three or four scores, you're not going to see him back there. And so, you know, right now, he's the number one guy that's the punt returner, um, I think, until they call off the dogs or until you know they get a big-time type of lead. But yes, I think you put your best players on the field, let them make plays.
1: Now, you just admitted you're a Giants fan, so what happens when they play the Eagles now? I mean, I mean that's got to be a little rough on you, huh?
4: Um, I know. I'm still a Giants fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As much as it, As much as it hurts the last couple of two or three years, it really hurts, but no i li- I like the eagles and and uh, always enjoyed chip, and it was a great time working with him here uh and you know some of the duck players were on that team, but I'm a giants fan I've been a giants fan since Fran Tarkington was playing there, man, so you know I'm still going to stick with them every once in a while they wake up and win a super Bowl
1: That's right that's all they do is just win Super Bowl, they take four years off and then win a super Bowl uh all right let me, you know this is where you make your money. You got Wyoming at eleven o'clock in the morning. You know, you're a radio analyst, you know, but let's say early fourth quarter, keep me on the radio dial. How are you going to do that, Mike? <laughs>
4: How am I going to do that? I, well, hey, my mo- Hey, listen, my mom called me today because I make the best jam in the Northwest, okay? Strawberry jam, peach jam, raspberry jam. I'm going to be telling little stories there about my mom calling me, asking me how I do my jam, instead of me calling her and asking her how she does her jam. That's what we're going to be talking about.
1: All right, exclusive. Uh, Ten minutes to go in the, in the fourth quarter. Uh, Mike Jorgensen's jam. Peach, recipe. Peach, peach jam, jam recipe, uh, recipe, yeah.
4: It's called Georgie's Almost Famous Jam, okay? Yeah, look, so if you ever need any, you come down to a game, just let me know, Rags, when you're coming to a game, I'll bring you a bottle.
1: Look, all joking aside, it, it is a college football game. You never know what's going to happen. So we hope, you know, we hope everything's going to be okay. And you look looking around the Pac-12 right now. It, it had a, a little bit of a shakeup over last weekend with Stanford uh, just handing a game to USC. And, you know, I ask you, you know, does one loss still get you in that Final Four if you come out of the Pac-12?
4: Well, yeah, I think it does. Absolutely, I do. I mean, I guess it depends on who that loss would be against if you lose one in the Pac-12. I mean, if, you know, if somebody falls to a team that's at the bottom of their particular division and it's the one loss you get tripped up on, eh, that might hurt you a little bit. But at the same time, I fully expect somebody in the Pac-12, I don't expect anybody to run the table. I mean, I just don't think anybody is going to run the table. Now, UCLA has disappointed people, I think, a little bit in their early play, and they got Texas tomorrow. We'll find out a little bit more about them, but I still think it's going to be tough for anybody to run the league undefeated. So, you know, But I still think somebody can get in there with one loss uh, into the Final Four, maybe at the number four position. But boy, I tell you what, you, you, do, you don't want to chance it, because there could be three or four undefeated teams or a one-loss SEC team, and does that get the one-loss SEC team over a Pac-12 team, so it a tough road to hoe.
1: It almost makes Stanford more dangerous now when, when we play them, because they have to beat Oregon, or they'll never be considered.
4: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, they, they they cannot lose another game by all means, and losing one in the league already really really hamstrings them all together. But it's uh, I tell you what, it's going to be an interesting season. You if you can get road victories in this league, you're going to be in great shape, I think.
1: Mike, do I have to wait till the fourth quarter to get this recipe? Can uh, put you on hold? You, you send it to my producer. Can, can we work this out? I, you know, God love you. I want to listen to the entire game, but you know, I kind of want I might wanna, I might want to make it tonight.
4: Yeah, no, you don't get the recipe. You can, just, you can just have the jam when you come to the game. So when you're coming down, you got to get down here. So. Uh, but Mike, it's been a pleasure. I can't wait to talk to you again next week.
1: And Go Ducks uh, should be, a, hopefully, an easy win this weekend.
4: Yeah, it should be a good game. So thanks, Rex, for having me on. Appreciate no, it.
1: No problem. That, of course, is uh, Mike Jorgensen with the shakeup uh, talking some Oregon Ducks football right there. And that just felt, again, Good news, good vibes, good things. Because we're going to get to some calls here. Uh, and 417 four one seven seventy five seventy five. Talk more about this Adrian Peterson situation as as more uh, details come down the pike. We'll get to some football picks. We'll do that in the 5 o'clock hour, right, guys? We'll actually
2: pick the games uh, coming up we will yes, do that? Yes, I'm excited about that and if you have Wes Welker on your fantasy team oh, He's he's coming back early or what? It looks like it uh, the NFLPA has uh, voted to approve that new drug policy. Yeah, it looks that way and that means
1: uh, Josh Gordon coming back as well. Uh, you know what though, with Wes Welker, one hit and it, he, see, he's so dangerous to play because you're going to start him and he's going to get hurt and then you had him in the game and then you're screwed you almost wonder when he should retire. Start yeah. thinking about that. He's been hit so many times. So many times. Look at Troy Aikman. It's amazing Troy Aikman can even talk every Sunday. It's incredible.
2: It. It's incredible. I mean, aren't there? didn't he say there's games he doesn't even remember, like some of the biggest games of his career? Yep. He doesn't even remember playing them. It's scary.
1: There's so many huge issues with the NFL right now. Would it matter to us, though? Are they just gladiators? Do we just watch it anyway? Because we watched that awful product last night. In the NFL, which was called—oh, you didn't the- like that twenty-six-six beatdown? Oh, Man, well, by the way, Eric and I did pick it right. I will no, say no, that. No, 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 I picked no, it that right. That was Perkins. Oh, did he? Yeah. No, I said the Ravens would win at home. I did. Yeah, you and Perkins. I-, I did. Perkins. Yeah, I did. Uh, the ringer was the only one that didn't get it right. That's all right. Well, he'll get his—he'll
2: uh, get his uh, revenge when we make all the picks. Well, I was gonna say. I was gonna say he'll get it next Thursday with that epic Falcons Buccaneers game that's gonna take place. <laughs> Oh, brother.
1: Well, at least we had James Brown. Let's play James Brown next. We'll do that coming up. Uh, The guy, i tell you, if you didn't like JB before last night, you certainly became a fan. Now I'm looking forward to his his Sunday manifesto when he comes on the air and tells us not to beat your kids. Yeah. Is he going to have to start writing a script every single week? Is that what's going to happen? I'll listen to him now. I mean, he was so poignant, so to the point. Uh, and and so assertive, and what he, he he had it planned out, boy, and he nailed it. And we're gonna play it for you if you haven't heard it already. Hey, join us on Twitter right now at Rags the Game at 7:50. The game. Remember, I spell my name with a uh, with a Z, guys. Don't don't. Because tr- you're cool. Kinda. I mean, I didn't want to brag. And we want to thank Mike Jorgensen too, the Ducks radio analyst. By the way, AP is out for Sunday. How long is he out after that? A season. I, God, it's got to be minimum my gut is get him out of the game right now i never want to see him again but that's just you know we get these gut reactions and and then you you know like michael vicks back you know and that was pretty despicable and he's on the jets for crying out loud yeah he's on your team what happened to that but you know what mike did the time did the crime did the time and now he's actually advocating don't do it he's going out he's telling kids he's doing i mean talk about someone that turned his life really 180 around i mean he did do all the things you're
2: supposed to do Yeah, no, he did. And um, by the way, more of this, this, uh, the NFLPA approving the the drug thing real quick. Um, It looks like it's going to be around 20 players that have been suspended that are going to be able to return this week. Is that a good? I think that's kind of a good story because like the Josh Brown the last time, or Josh Gordon the last time he was busted. Yeah. Like the threshold story, you know, they took two tests and one was below, one was above. It was kind of, you know. Pushing it a little bit. It was definitely pushing it. And how many states is it legal in now? Two, right? Just two? Colorado and Seattle? Guess who played in the Super Bowl? <laughs> That's right. Uh, it makes sense,
1: doesn't it? All right, let's go to the phones four one seven seventy five seventy five. Hey, Brian, you've been hanging out for a while. How you doing, brother?
3: Pretty good, man. Thanks for taking my call. I got a I got a few comments. Here. Do it. First, Do it. First of all, the NFL has been totally depressing in the last week and a half. Not only with the off field stuff, but the product on the field. Last week's games were horrible. And full disclosure, I'm a Bears fan, and they had the worst loss of the weekend. Yikes. So. So, anyways, um, my, uh, my other thing I wanted to hit on is EFO should not be returning punts. That's ridiculous <laughs> that you have your best player on defense back there returning punts. Those guys get hurt every year. If he gets hurt, they're in trouble. Now, we now, talked
1: about, and hold on, uh, Brian, we talked about it off the air, too. The same thing with
2: the Seahawks, right, Perkins? We, we don't want Earl Thomas returning
1: punts. No, we don't
3: want
2: Earl Thomas. If he's one of your best defensive players, put someone else back there. There's definitely other competent guys on the team.
1: All right, Brian. Brian's in Sherwood, by the way. If you were wondering where Brian calls from, you're in the huddle, Brian. Go ahead. Keep. You got another one. What else you got for me?
3: Yeah, and, I, and all those games that uh, the the other Mike Jorgensen mentioned about, you know, what was the loudest and everything. I I've been at all of those games, and even the Michigan State one last week. And I actually turned to my wife and said, "This is the loudest I've ever heard." Austin in the third quarter, and uh, so just to put that to rest, I I I think that was the loudest. And the last thing. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about was Dave Bartou's bets. He was right on with every single one except the Oregon pick. He said that he expects Oregon to cover because they play their starters the whole game, and that makes me wonder if he's ever watched a non conference Oregon game because the starters don't even play till half. That's a bad. That's a bad call. Today you're in danger of a backdoor cover. You're better off going to
0: key
1: over. I agree okay. with you. I agree with you there, Brian. And thanks for the call. Uh, you know, more calls. 417 7575 on AP, on Goodell, on the NFL, all that stuff. The phone lines are open now. We've got lots of time to talk about it. Four one seven seventy five seventy five. Plus we'll cha- we'll play J B for you too when we get back. I guys, I want you guys to hear that, because it was such a, a great speech before. The only thing that was worth watching on the NFL last night well there were two things we'll get to the second thing later on as well so we got lots to do we're in the huddle it's rags and perkins and e 750 the game and now on the fm dial at
0: 102.7 more inside the huddle with mike rags powered by frost brewed coors light refreshing duck fans all season long on 750 the game now on fm at 102.7
1: It is in the huddle with rags coming up in just a little bit in the five o'clock hour. We will try to go wall to wall all about these games. Joe Fortin. I knew I was going to screw up his name. Fortinbaugh? Fortinbaugh, right? Joe Fortinbaugh. Fortinbaugh, yeah, he is uh national football post, and he will analyze all these NFL games for us as well. And we actually talked about uh, the games with Joe coming up in the huddle in the five o'clock hour. But right now the phone lines are open. 417-7575, 417-7575. And you know, I'm a dad of a four-year-old. I would never dream of of making marks on uh, my daughter like AP has, and I think this is this is as bad as it gets. This is this is as I mean. This makes the elevator right now for me. I, I, I haven't thought about that elevator video once in the last three hours. Until
2: right now. Yeah, Until I just brought it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Exactly. Well, this, this has to be the worst week in NFL history.
1: I, You know what? Uh, they just said it in the update there. I cannot disagree. Outside of the scab situation way back when in the 80s, this is the worst. And how do you recover?
2: I mean, what has to happen to recover here? I mean, even the games aren't helping anymore. I know. Well, it is week one, so I'm sure once week two, three, four, if no one else... I mean, if people can keep their nose clean here, (laughs) you would think that football will be more... I mean, early in the year, it's hard to talk too much. You know what I mean? The analyzing and all this and that to separate who, you know, the good teams from the bad teams, but hopefully here in the next two or three weeks, we can actually start talking about football and good stories will come out. And the new uh, drug law got passed and it looks like Wes Welker's going to play, so uh, as you lose AP, you gain Wes Welker. Yeah, so an amphetamine now is considered a performance-enhancing drug only if it's used in season. So if they test positive for it out of season, it's okay. It's, it it violates the drug policy but not as a performance-enhancing drug. And if you're Chris Davis, uh, you should, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I remember Dan Patrick this morning talking about He said when he used to go into locker rooms, there would be bowls. Yeah, like Mike and Ike's, he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. amphetamines. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and obviously they're not down with that as much as they
1: used to. No, I guess it does enhance. I mean, if if it's making you more focused and, and, and concentrating better, I guess it does enhance... Uh, but doesn't it enhance you to become like everyone else that doesn't have AD, ADD? I don't know, right? Doesn't it? Isn't it? What? Isn't that what it's meant to do? If you have ADHD, you take the pill. You're like me, who I don't have ADHD.
2: Yes, that was that is the. So point. it doesn't yes. make you better than the average person that doesn't have it. No, no, it does not at all. Trust me, I would know. You know, being someone who had to right. use it in high school. Right. I mean, it really helped me a lot. I mean, it helped me concentrate. There were a couple, I will say, there were a couple different types of pills that I took sure. that made me feel awful and made my heart race really fast and right. stuff like that. And sometimes you have to find the right one. But when I for the ones that I took that actually helped me and improve, improved my GPA quite dramatically, actually, in high school, um, it it did not give me, in my opinion at least, <laughs> a an added advantage over everyone else. It just kind of put me in the same pack as everyone else. So you
1: couldn't take them right before the SATs and you were going to get like... Seventeen
2: hundreds. No, I'm in radio. There's a reason for that. Yeah, let's go to the phone lines. Uh,
1: 417-7575. Shane at PDX. How you doing, Shaner?
3: Oh, great. Hey, man. You know, I, I kept thinking while this whole thing was going on with Roger Goodell, the one thing you always hope for when you got that PR is that someone else will get worse PR so that you come off the headline. And then it has to be one of his own players. And, you know... How would you like to be in Peterson's shoes knowing that Roger Goodell has just gotten hammered about not handing out a big enough punishment <laughs> and be the first guy that has to total the line in front of him and get your punishment handed down? Because you know darn well it's not going to be pretty.
1: No, you're absolutely right, Shane. And, and now that's the question. Who hands that discipline down? You know? Because the guy is under investigation for something else. Does he have to uh, attend? Uh, the Vikings did the right thing. They deactivated him. Yeah. I, I guess uh, next week they could probably caught him if they wanted to. Talk about a salary cap hit they're about to take on. How would you like to be a Viking fan right now?
2: I mean, gosh. I actually I am friends with a Viking fan. He hit me up on Facebook the other day. I think the Vikings are going to be good this year. Adrian <laughs> Peterson didn't even have a good game, and they won. This is going to be their year. They're going to make the playoffs, and I'm sure that he is just at home right now with a bottle of scotch. You,
1: you almost wonder if you should put Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater in right now just to save a little bit of faith and get the fan base a little excited, get someone new, get a new star in there maybe. Just the state of Minnesota and their sports in general, well, they're like, playing in a college stadium now, too, remember? Yeah. Their new stadium's getting built. Their so. new
2: stadium's getting built. The Timberwolves suck. They have virtually since Sam Cassell played for them and Terrell Brandon the back twin, in the day. The Twins
1: are bad again, and Joe yeah.
2: Joe Mauer's all they got now. The Gophers. I mean, they, they have yeah. a mascot named the Gophers, hey, so that's don't, bad. don't forget that championship from the Lynx in the WNBA. Easy now.
1: Easy now. Hey, do they have an MLS team, Minnesota? No. They I do don't not. think so. Okay. No. All right, let's go to Tony, who is in Salem. Tony, how you doing? You're in the huddle, brother.
3: Hey, guys, I'm looking forward to my weekend. Um, (laughs) First thing I want to talk about is the NFL, and I don't have too much to say about that, but I keep hearing you say this is the worst week in the NFL, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm not sure it is. I just think that they
4: got worse at covering it up. I think it's been going on for years. I quit watching the NFL years ago
3: when it became more entertainment than sport.
0: So the, the
3: rule changes and everything.
1: We got better; they didn't get worse, right?
3: That's that's right.
1: Well, you know, it's an interesting point, Tony. Thanks for the call. I mean, uh, with social media now, it is harder to cover up these things. I mean, don't let's not, you know. People were getting in trouble way back. I mean, this was happening in the NFL for God knows how long.
2: Well, in the NFL, I mean, think about what the league did to their players back in the 70s and 80s, where they would just, you know, pump drugs into them in the middle of the game, throw them back out on the field. Right. It's kind of like in, uh, I don't know if you've seen this movie, but not another teen movie. Like, uh, yes, when the, the he, line he's like, can he play? <laughs> yeah, and he's sh- like, he's spoofing, like uh, varsity I don't even blues, know, yeah. I don't even think he can stand. Can he play? <laughs> His ears are bleeding. Yeah, they, like, <laughs> drag him out on the field. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it used to be like in football, right? And so, in that sense, the league has hopefully gotten better, where well, they try to take care of the players, but getting in trouble off the field in today's day and age, you just can't get away with anything. I
1: think ultimately money comes into play here. The fact that it's making so much money, the NFL, I think that's what bothers us as now that, you know, as a society, we're more worried about them being squeaky clean because they are making so much money now, uh, hand over fist, billions and billions of dollars. So you better run it right or we're going to get mad.
2: Yeah, and it makes sense. If these guys are making all this money to play a game and to entertain us, I don't think it's... But it's, they, here's the thing, Perkins.
1: They entertain us anyway. They are entertaining us. The product has never been as popular as it is right now. We watch, we're watch. we going to watch it Sunday. I mean, I'll feel a little dirtier watching it right now. I, I won't, you know. But the problem is, is that the product is the... Is it like the the Gladiators? I mean, we didn't care who they were in the ring with these Lions
2: and other guys and all these things. We were going crazy. Is it the same? Th- Why do we care about these guys? Yeah, and I get that. I just think that also, as a society, maybe we are, with certain offenders, too critical. And I'm not talking about Adrian Peterson or Ray Rice. I'm talking about guys that, you know, you know Johnny Podhead sitting at home going, right. oh, dude, Josh Gordon, what are you doing, bro? Yeah, right, and right. it's like, come on, man, you know... Ultimately, Let's, if AP is not on your fantasy team, do you care um, about this? About, well,
1: yeah, I guess this is so
2: extreme and so bad, it's egregious. But do you, you probably care more
1: if he is on your fantasy team?
2: Yeah, but I, I guess what I'm trying to say is we we should know that just because these guys are supreme athletes and supremely famous, that they're not much different from the average person in terms of maybe their lifestyle or the, av-
1: or the average company. That has these kind of people working for them. But, that, yes. That's this size. I mean, it, it's going to happen. Uh, Eric, if you're drafting for fantasy gladiator, you taking uh, Russell Crowe one, or what are you
2: doing over there? You're going to have to ask me that differently. I didn't quite understand. <laughs>
1: well, I'm saying is, do, do you think they had fantasy gladiator back then? So you take a guy and you make extra little gambling on the side. They did, right?
0: Yes, they definitely did. So
1: you would take Russell Crowe one, absolutely. You know, if it, unless Hercules is in it, and you know, they start getting those, you know. Can I take Joaquin Phoenix too? He you was the can, one that you, played the king, you right? Could was it? Yeah. Well, How's that guy say? Dimjin who should? What does he say his name? That I don't even the, remember. The, yeah, he was. Uh, I can't remember his name. He was in a number of movies. Uh, he looks like Seal. That guy, I'll take him. Three you'll take him 3. Yeah, I'll take I don't know three. any other gladiators, Those nah. are the only 3. Nah, I don't know much about that either. Uh 417 7575 417 7575. Let's do the, the you know, the James Brown thing would come back. We're going to get to the you know, the one good thing that came out of last night. There was two good things. I'll tell you about them next, but James Brown, I'll tell you what. I liked him. I didn't love him. I liked him, but now I love him. Now I absolutely love him. He's one of my favorite uh favorite announcers, favorite uh favorite commentators and he did a great job yesterday i'll tell you why we're in the huddle it's rags bergens and the ringer and you four one seven seventy five seventy five. join us now uh, we'll get it to totally football in just a little bit i trust trust me we will 750 the game and on your fm dial at 102.7
0: This is The Huddle with Mike Rags, powered by Frost Brewed Coors Light, refreshing Duck fans all season long on 750 The Game, now on FM at 102.7.
1: Good afternoon. It is Rags in The Huddle. Uh, Perkins and uh, the Ringer in here as well. And next hour, we're going to get to Joe Fortenbaugh. He's the uh, National Football Post. We'll talk about the NFL and the games you should be concentrating on this weekend. We'll pick every game as well and uh, give you our... You know, we'll start our little uh, competition here in the studios. uh, Who's the best prognosticator? Also, you check this out. There's this, uh, you know, Deadspin just posted it. It's it's pretty unbelievable, and I just tweeted it. Follow me, at rags the game. Spell my name with a Z, at rags the game. There's this website, highrankwebsites.com, backslash NFL-crimes-interactive. I made it easier for you on on the, the Twitter page. But it's actually tracking teams by position, and by crime in the NFL since the year 2000. We're going to get into that in just a little bit. It's a disturbing uh, trend in the NFL, and one which makes me ask the question, uh, is this the new fantasy football? Maybe this is a site we'll be going to. Oh, man, that would be tough. You know, you start drafting guys based on crime and, you know, position... There's enough of them. You're
2: there looking is. at the site. There's yeah. enough of them. There's quite a few.
1: There was, you know, we were talking about give me something good. Give me something good out of the NFL. The game was not very good last night. Um, In fact, it was it was awful. Let's face it. Uh, But after the game, you know, and you guys didn't catch, I'm not, I don't have time to play the audio. But after the game, there was really a funny bit the NFL Network did with Joe Flacco. You know, he was the player of the game, so they all do an interview with him. They handed him a gift package. With cheesy stuff in the bag. It was a gift bag. This is a Thursday night tradition, right? Yes, it is. And they got Deion Sanders' uh Sega game, uh, Rich Eisen's uh audiobook. Uh you had uh, Marshall Falk is uh his bobblehead, Michael Irvin's player figurine. It was like, but the best was Mariucci. They handed uh they handed Joe Flacco Mariucci's offensive secrets on DVD. With the one and only Joey Harrington. Oh boy, <laughs> it was classic. Go Ducks! It's on, you can check it out. It is uh, on YouTube and all that kind of fun stuff. But the night started out the best way possible. You know, the media has been taking a beating. This week as well, the way we've been co- overcovering it, uh, overanalyzing uh, Ray Rice, all that kind of stuff. But James Brown did such a poignant and perfect job. I wanted to play this for you guys. If you haven't seen it or heard it yet, this was James Brown's commentary last night before the game.
5: I challenge the NFL community and all men to seriously confront the problem of domestic violence, especially coming on the heels of the murder-suicide of Kansas City Chiefs football player Jovan Belcher and his girlfriend, Cassandra Perkins. Yet Here we are again dealing with the same issue of violence against women. Now let's be clear, this problem is bigger than football. There has been, appropriately so, intense and widespread outrage following the release of the video showing what happened inside the elevator at the casino. But wouldn't it be productive if this collective outrage, as my colleagues have said, could be channeled to truly hear and address the long-suffering cries for help by so many women? And as they said, do something about it, like an ongoing, comprehensive education of men about what healthy, respectful manhood is all about. And it starts with how we view women. Our language is important. For instance, when a guy says, you throw the ball like a girl, or you're a little sissy, it reflects an attitude that devalues women. And attitudes will eventually manifest in some fashion. WOMEN HAVE BEEN AT THE FOREFRONT IN THE DOMESTIC VIOLENCE AWARENESS AND PREVENTION ARENA. AND WHETHER JANAE RICE CONSIDERS HERSELF A VICTIM OR NOT, MILLIONS OF WOMEN IN THIS COUNTRY ARE. CONSIDER THIS, ACCORDING TO DOMESTIC VIOLENCE EXPERTS, MORE THAN THREE WOMEN PER DAY LOSE THEIR LIVES AT THE HANDS OF THEIR PARTNERS. THAT MEANS THAT SINCE THE NIGHT OF FEBRUARY 15TH IN ATLANTIC CITY, MORE THAN 600 WOMEN HAVE DIED. SO THIS IS YET ANOTHER CALL TO MEN. To stand up and take responsibility for their thoughts, their words, their deeds, and as Dion says, to give help or to get help, because our silence is deafening and deadly. We'll be back right after this.
1: Does it get better than that, guys? I mean, you know, Bob Costas has gone on rants and all that stuff, and I like Bob, but sometimes he's a little not as eloquent as he should be, but does it get better than that?
2: That was good. He got his point across. Very interesting. Stats. Stats, yeah. That's a big one. Uh,
1: His tone of voice, I mean, it was all there. It really doesn't get better than that. It was the one good thing that came out of last night, along with the gift basket. You had to wait till late in the night to get to that part and had to sit through. Most people tuned out by then. Come on now. Tuned out. It was awful. What an awful game. Thursday night's just bad. Uh, hey, the new kind of fantasy football. It's coming up. You get to pick your player, and based on the crimes he produces, you could win your league. We're going to tell you all about that. Plus, we'll get into the nitty-gritty, pick all the games for you in the 5 o'clock hour. Stick around. Joe Furtinbaugh is coming up from National Football Post. Help you out with uh, picking the games as well. We are in the huddle. Join us on the Internet, on Twitter, at 750thegame or at Ragsthegame. I spell my name with a Z. Get on the phone, too. 417-7575. In the huddle on 750 The Game, and now on FM at 102.7. One a.m. signal wasn't enough for Portland Sports Authority. 750 The Game,
0: now on FM at 102.7.